Okay, guys. So, welcome to the first podcast of 2021. We're doing things a bit differently this time because we can't meet in uh in person due to the COVID restrictions. We're on a we're on a good old Zoom call. And I love a Zoom call. You can see we've got Toby and Cameron with us, and Cameron's uh. You look so professional, man. You look so much more professional than being Toby. <laughs> oh, um, it's it's not that much different, really. Cameron's just as... in the studio. Yeah, 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 just in the studio, yeah. And just... he's sorting out all the edits, putting putting all our uh, all our dulcet tones together and putting it into... This is, this is very much running off like an, an experimental basis. That's just... If you're listening to this on the podcast, then it clearly worked, so... Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. good, I guess. Cameron does all, puts a lot of hard work into this, so always, Cameron, thank you so much. Um... But as I say, uh, thanks for checking into this first podcast of 2021. We appreciate that it's been a really difficult time for everyone. Um, and we appreciate even more that you've chosen to give up some time in your day to listen to what the three of us have to say. And um, that the amazing people that have been supporting Steampunk by buying our coffee, getting deliveries, getting involved in the social media side of things, um, checking out the blogs and all those all those good bits and bobs. So um it's really It's, it's been really, fantastic, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it is really see. special. It's really nice to see like a community that's been set up where people are still willing to support a small business in pretty uncertain times. And even I'm though loving seeing seeing everyone's like coffee updates in the morning and seeing everyone's from brewing methods and like their favorite mugs and stuff, it's been nice. Nice getting an insight into like our you know our customers' home lives a little bit. Yeah, I'll need to do one myself at some point. Uh, a wee photo of me brewing a coffee. Yeah, it's oh, been yes. a while. I did I did one the first lockdown, but I haven't done one so far. This one. Yeah. What are you drinking at the moment, Toby? Is that just water you've got? I'm just on a I'm on a peppermint tea, guys. Oh, okay. It's, cool. uh, it's the afternoon, so uh, unfortunately the caffeine. I have had three coffees today, so I'm like three foot oh, off wow. the brakes. I mean, foot um, on the brakes. Off. You know, there's a, there's an expression in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> foot off the gas. Foot off the brakes. gas. Yeah. That's Whatever. One, Either yeah. or. All of the above. All, <laughs> all, all gas, no brakes, mate. Yeah, there's a few times like so far this lockdown where I have just had too much coffee in one day. It's like, especially when you're just like sitting at a desk, which I am all day. It's quite easy to just like overdo it, you know. Because it's a nice little treat, isn't it? So you have the first one is like ah oh, morning coffee, but then the second one you're like I could do the way you like yeah. It gets <laughs> like eleven half eleven. You're like just a little coffee might hurt, and then next thing you know you've had three or four, and you're shaking and you see quaking in your boots. <laughs> Look at me go. Do you guys get the shakes? Oh, I mean, I, I can do. Yeah, it does happen from now and again. I definitely you, get you've, the shakes. You've seen me in work when I've had too much espresso in the morning. You've seen me with the shakes, haven't you? Yeah, you get, you get, you get, gets get a dial in. Get a bit and, giddy. Uh, bit giddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah well. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> well, I think, the, I think the plan for this first podcast back is um, we're kind of just going to have a general chit chat a bit about our brewing methods toby's got his mocha master set up and i believe that cameron you're going to possibly talk about your kalita maybe I'm, a little i bit have of, been trying it yes yeah, yeah maybe a little <laughs> bit of aeropress and we're not sure if this is going to be split into multiple podcasts we'll just see how 
we get See on. See how it goes. Yeah. Ride but the wave. I think I sent guys like the brief notes about the layout, so we'll just see how it goes. And I think the first, the first thing that I kind of wanted to highlight was that it can feel pretty miserable at the minute. There's a lot of like bad stuff going on, so I wanted to start with like three things that are going on in the world that I've read about in the past week that um that are kind of kind of positives and a bit lifted my spirits anyway the first okay. one being that members of my family and close friends are now starting to get the vaccine i don't know if that's happening in your close circles guys so but... so one out of three of my household now has has been vaccinated which is which is something um until it's it's two out of three and i'm the only one left it's still a bit a bit nerve-wracking but i mean yeah it's it's progress, just have to wait and see, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my grandparents have both been, both had their first vaccine, which was very cool. They're both in their like late 80s, so obviously they've been kind of a concern. Um, but they were both like really cool about it. And, you know, considering it's probably quite a scary time, I think, to be like of a certain age. We chatted about it afterwards and they were just really, really positive. So it's, it's yeah. nice, nice to see that it's like happening and nice to, you know, already be feeling the positive kind of ripples from it as well. Yeah, Even though I it's... I had to give directions to someone the other day when I was out walking my dog and um, he like pulled over in his car and just waved at me and was like trying to find um, East Lothian Community Hospital. I think he was running late for his uh, vaccination appointment and he looked very stressed. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, bless. Felt, felt, felt bad for the poor guy. But um, yeah, I think I, I think I gave him, I spent a lot of time giving him directions. So hopefully he got there fine. <laughs> this way and then that way. But the thing is, these people, like my grandparents haven't really left their house for nearly a year. Mm-hmm. So my grandma's a bit like, you know, partly excited and partly nervous to like, literally get the car and drive. She was, like, it's just, it's just a nice day out, really, it's isn't so it? It's just... Yeah something to get out of the house for so, oh, she did say that something like, for elderly a, people to talk about too oh i mean yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah chat must be at an all-time low and in, in the elderly some population to, uh, gives them something to talk about and also i think even though it seems to have be, be happening quite slowly i mean for so long people were talking about when's the vaccine coming out when's the vaccine coming out and it's nice i think to kind of see that slowly but surely there's people that are getting it you know yeah it's um and then the complete other side of the world bit of a bit of a nature fact for you guys after three thousand years of the absence of tasmanian devils on mainland australia they're now introduced back into mainland australia yes amazing after 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 three thousand years that is that is a very. Where cool have they fact. been for three thousand years? On Tasmania, yeah, well, yeah. I presume they've been, <laughs> been on uh, Tasmania. They've just. How, been, how like, did they get to the Australian mainland in the first place? I reckon they probably swam. Okay. Yeah. No, I've got no. Idea. I think yeah. uh, doing a bit of. I'm reading the. I'm reading the Guardian guys every morning. Um, since Same. The, since the new year. Um, all right, Cameron, don't take my limelight. But, um, <laughs> uh, I'll have you know, I read 170 articles of The Guardian last month. Because <laughs> wow. I, I, was talking, I was talking to Calf about this. It's because I don't pay for The Guardian. Um, it gives you like a notification every so often saying like how many uh, articles you've read in the last month. And like as kind of justification for it, you should probably pay for this. And mine you should comes be giving up, us money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're just taking the mic 
reading 170 of our articles and not giving us any money <laughs> which i mean is kind of impressive. it's kind of fair <laughs> enough to be honest it's not impressive it's quite sad really <laughs> but uh, but uh it means you're, you're consuming a lot of content there it's just good no, I, I I believe they got reintroduced to uh to mainland Australia. So um, I mean, that's pretty class. Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear, especially with Australia having had obviously crazy fires that will have had a very. It's actually brilliant. I mean, the Tasmanian yeah. Devil is probably my favorite of the um of the devils, of the devils yeah, yeah. of the devil family. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like Australia has um, Australia has music festivals going on at the moment too. That's, that's Australians are living their best life. I reckon they just they're just yeah. having a good old whale of a time. I think. What happens when you have a competent government? You you have music festivals. You reintroduce the Tasmanian Devil. That's, that's what we should their, be doing. Take note, Boris. Take note. <laughs> They've got their priorities on point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I was reading about, which just kind of filled up my heart a wee bit was and you guys might be able to pronounce these names better than me but there's this there's this man called Chen Si in China who spends every weekend at the I think it's pronounced Najing Yangtze Bridge you know the Yangtze River um, and he he goes there every weekend and he's saved uh, 321 people from taking their own lives which is, I have I've seen that before actually yeah yeah that is a heartwarming story I think yeah. so really too beautiful. I mean it just shows you how much of an impact one person can have just being in, in the right place at the right time and just being there for someone you know um, and I know times are hard at the minute but I think it's important to remember that we're all in it together and things will get better you know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, absolutely. You've got to stay um, in contact, stay, you know. I, I was actually, in fact, my, um, my girlfriend was on a work call and they were just talking about, like, yeah, just looking for the signs of people who may be struggling during lockdown or whatever. And if it's, like, a friend who maybe doesn't always reply to your texts and whatnot, like, essentially just, you know, just make sure you're reaching out to people, even if it's just a little, like, love heart emoji or whatever, just to be like, you know, we're here or, you know, I'm here for you, like thinking of you just that, knowing that people are checking in on you and you're checking in on people i think can be really powerful Doesn't yeah have to be i mean like big, hard a really quick message i mean does it can do real wonders um mm. i know we we check on check on each other quite frequently and i've got a quite close group of pals that we're always checking up on each other and really does the power of good so if you're listening to this and you feel like you want to check in with someone or feel like you should check in with someone I recommend you do because I'm just sure it, it'll yeah. go a really just long way you know <clears throat> um, so yeah but that being said I think we're kind of going to go and talk about going to go we're going to talk about uh, what coffee we're drinking at the minute and what apparatus we're using. Ooh, nice. Shall I go first? Yeah, I don't Cameron, first. take it away. I mean, uh, we'll work up. We'll work up to your mocking master, Toby. We'll we'll get there now. Oh, uh, the there climax now. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I like 
I've borrowed a, a Kalita for the... I've never actually used a proper, you know, an actual branded Kalita before. I've always just had this kind of um, kind of cheaper plasticky one and decided, oh, I'll just borrow one of these and see if it, it makes much of a difference. Um, What's yeah. the, what is the Kalita for people that are listening that so, don't? So that's a good point, yeah. It's... Um, you'd know it when you see it it's one of those wee drip cone things which you put just on top of a, a cup or a wee a wee kind of um glass thing or whatever um what's Carafe the word i'm looking thing, for right? Carafe, that's the word i'm looking yeah. for um yeah and you just put your coffee in the top you put the filter paper in first then the coffee in and then just pour over and you get a it's it's such a simple way of getting a great coffee it's so yeah it's, it's really great and, and it's not too to, from what i believe it's not too expensive is it i mean they they no, go no. they're kind of go up in value i think if you want to get like a weighted glass yeah I like i know. think the one i was saying which i have is only like i think it's like five pounds or something like that the the original one i have and i mean i'd say this this kalita does produce better results but i mean it's it's a small difference for. Do you yeah. use a do you use a gooseneck kettle? No, that's something I cannot afford <laughs> right now. Um, so I just always just um, boil the kettle, then decant it into like a a pouring jug. It's like quite a nice pouring jug, so that cools it down a wee bit off the boil, and then I just use that instead, just because. So I've never actually like measured my temperature of my water when when making coffee either. For the listeners, um, um, Cameron at, at work is probably one of the uh, the slickest workers in terms of being very meticulous with his like his dosage. I've met, I've watched him make a kalita at work and it's been incredibly it was, precise. We've got the scales out. We've got like thermometers. Are we involved. thinking of were you were you that there that same time that I made a kalita at work and it was completely disastrous. Well, we had a bit of a wave at work where none of the Kalitas that we were making for ourselves, it wasn't the Kalitas fault, it was definitely our fault, but none of, the, none of them were tasting quite right. But uh, that was a, that was an issue across the board. So I, I, Cameron, Cameron, I, I'm still going to keep uh, keep you on a, on a pedestal here because you do, you're, you're very just meticulous to, with your, your coffee brewing. clarify, I'm, I'm meticulous at work. I'm not when I'm at home. <laughs> Home, no, that, right? that, that, that's what that's what was in one in one of my notes was and uh, toby probably you, you can answer this too how technical do you guys because uh, you see so much online and like so much youtube video and like uh youtube videos and whatever about people like being so particular in, in what they're doing and how it affects the taste of the coffee and i was wondering uh, how technical do you guys get at home Cameron when you're using the Kalita do you have scales and things or? I mean of course I have, I have scales scales are kind of like if you're not using scales then that's just a bit no <laughs> with the Kalita the you can measure the water can't you before you, so if you don't have water. scales you could just know how much water you're pouring in and say because it's yeah. like whatever 300 mil and you put in 100 or whatever so yeah. you could do it that way could you I don't know I've you never could. really this is the thing I do. I do use scales but Every time I get the scales out and say my dad walks into the kitchen, he's always like, oh, this has been very scientific. And I'm like, it's it's not scientific. It's literally just a, a set of scales. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, I'm not I'm not meticulous at home, basically. I'm not going to be be too, too overly 
um, scientific about making coffee, really. Yeah. What's What's the difference between uh, using a colita and a cafetiere? Oh, a big difference. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's because uh, because I mean a cafetiere is like an immersion way of brewing. Um, so, I mean, you generally get much more kind of body out of the coffee that you're producing with a cafetiere. Um, I do, I do really enjoy coffee out of a cafetiere as well, though. Um, but all if you're wanting mess. those, um, like those notes, you know, when people come in to to work and they're asking for, um, I don't, I don't know, like fruity notes or more chocolatey notes is it those notes that you're going to pick up from using a colita compared to a cafetiere like can it can it really affect the taste that much do you think no no not really no you will get the same same flavors like regardless of what you do it's more just the kind of um the, the kind of mouthfeel that you get that can be can be different between between different brewing methods mm. and uh of course, espresso is just a completely different story. It just never works how you want it to, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the process of making a colita too, though. I think that's part of the fun. Uh, mm. Even though occasionally you can go through a lot of waste because, like, you're just completely messing it up. I think there is something quite nice about the the t- timing, the how much water you're putting into it, and things. They they do they can look really cool, and I'm. It was just um, you just reminded me like there's one there's one customer that we have who quite often posts stuff that we repost on the Instagram story and he or she they have uh, um, it's like a kind of pour over that looks like a do you know like those clamp stands you got in high school chemistry yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. it looks like one of them like holding the pour over thing up it's like a really really cool setup yeah um, nice. I have no idea what the brand is. It goes into that, like, you know, well, I mean, you're joking, but like the scientist kind of like being able, like the positive is that you can control all the different variables, right? So you you control obviously how much coffee you put in, the temperature of the water, how much water, at what speed the water goes in. Um, So all those different kind of elements come together to create, you know, you're in control of what kind of coffee you're getting at the end. So if you want something slightly more watered down or something slightly you know more tea-like versus something really really dense and and rich you know i think you're able to manipulate those factors to kind of tailor it to how you want to drink it or just experiment and see what you know what comes out when you when you change one of the variables which is um yeah like a fun way of doing it Um, what coffees are you guys drinking at the minute? So I've got I've got two at the moment, which I'm just kind of alternating between. One's our own Bale Mountain, and the other one is a Kenyan from Cairngorm, which I'm also trying as well, which is really really good. But yeah, Cairngorm's just, in Edinburgh, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, it's good to you know expand your palate. Just justifying that. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, um, especially now, which I'm not in work every day and have time to, you know, make coffee at home a lot more. I have been trying to kind of like branch out and just try out, you know, other roasters in in Scotland and the UK here and there. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. because you can, um, yeah, just develop in your palate more, really. It's it's 
totally beneficial. We have a way of that. doing it at steampunk, and like you know, there's it works really well. That doesn't mean it's the only way of doing it, and it doesn't mean you know there are different. There's a whole different like again back to variations. I think it's important to know what else is out there, what else is available, um, just to know apart from anything else, like where steampunk's coffee kind of fits in there. Yeah, I, I mean, broader scheme of things. For for anyone that doesn't know, um, the the Bale Mountain coffee that Cameron loves so much is uh is from Ethiopia, um, and it's got a really complex flavor uh, with tasty notes of uh, the fruits of the forest and um, and honeysuckle, which uh, Rachel and Levika, the, uh, the ladies who work in our roastery, they do all the the tasting profiles and things and all the information's on our website you can read more about where they actually come um where well where all our beans come from and the projects and the plantations that uh we we work we work with and buy product from yeah no it's um uh, it's genuinely become a bit of a running joke that's my favorite coffee but it really is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just um like I don't know, really fruity, dark currants and just endless floral notes. I feel, for me at least, I can, I know when a coffee tastes, like, taste is very floral, but I can never identify, like, tasting notes of, like, floral flavours. Is that just me? It just, because I don't think I'm, I just don't smell enough plants, maybe that's the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do, I know what you mean. And I have to say, like, hats off to the roasters because they always come up. I mean, Rachel comes up with, like, the craziest tasting notes that I, you know, she'll give me something to try. I'll try it and I'll be like, oh, that tastes of this, that. And, you know, I kind of go for very, like, always what feels very simplistic because then she comes back with, like, you know, kind of has, like, a, a tingling green apple mixed with, like, golden kiwi. And I'm like, I... Now that you say that, <laughs> I kind of get it. But, like, I would never have thought of those, you know, I think it takes, it takes a, like... I mean, years of experience, apart from anything else, tasting different things and building up that kind of um, almost like encyclopedic knowledge of flavor. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so don't worry, Cameron. Just, well, just, uh, just, to just, say, uh, just say chocolate or something like that. That's just the... <laughs> so when it went in so <laughs> What uh, What are, chocolate. <laughs> what are you drinking, Toby? I am on the Finca Bonanza, which... Speaking of chocolate, it is quite a chocolatey um, coffee. It's an El Salvadorian uh, coffee that we've had on since I think December. Must nearly be the end of it, is it not? Is it yeah, much although it's it's been our lockdown our lockdown beans. I think it's kind of been extended because it's also been just like mm-hmm. such a crowd pleaser. I mean, I know it's my so, parents. Been it's such a like, sweet, such a sweet. It literally is. It's got like crazy sweet notes in there. I mean, I was loving it in the. Yeah, and the run up to Christmas, it had because it's got this kind of caramelly flavors in there, like notes of tablet and stuff. Um, goes amazing with like milks. It's also really nice black. So I've been I've been like ripping it. It's, it's definitely been my favorite, um, and I'm glad to see that Rachel also said she takes it home. That's her. That's her coffee of choice at the moment. So, so I feel like I'm in good company. But nice. No, so I've been I've been loving that. <laughs> So, so yeah, Toby, what have you been listening to recently? I had a rec- an album recommended to me actually recently, which was randomly um, Bruce Springsteen's new album, which is called Letter to You. 
Uh, I'm not really a Bruce Springsteen fan, uh, generally speaking, but like I've had this uh, album on quite a few times and I've just been enjoying, again, coming back to like having time, like I've enjoyed having a whole album on, you know, start to finish, kind of um, being able to in, like enjoy an album as it's meant to be listened to. And this one was kind of explores a lot of like, I mean, some of it's a bit depressing, but there's a lot of hopeful stuff in there as well. And it's just got like a nice kind of retrospective feel to it. So um, yeah, but as I say, kind of caught me caught me off guard because Bruce Springsteen, apart from obviously like the classics, like I'm not, I wouldn't bill myself as a Bruce Springsteen fan, but uh, yeah. It's nice to listen to something new that's not so new, you know, like. Yeah, it, there's a familiarity there, but mm-hmm. also kind of explore some new new territory. Ben yeah. uh, Ben Howard's brought out some new music. Oh, oh, great. We'll have to get that band from Steampunk ASAP. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he, he, brought out, he brought out his uh, a song yesterday uh, titled What A Day. And then his new album comes out at the end of March, I believe. Uh, and I saw that he's including a song that he played on his last tour, which is like a beautiful song that you couldn't find anywhere. And now he's like included it, which I'm very excited for. I've got a music recommendation. Um, I listened to this out. I heard it on the radio the other day, like one track from it. Um, it's I don't know if anyone's ever listened to Prefab Sprout at all. Anyone heard of them? So it's an album Sounds called. Really I, good name. It's an album called I Troll the Megahertz. It was like, it, I think it was reissued like a year or two ago, but it was released in like the early two thousands. But it's like this. Um, it's very this very kind of like orchestral spoken word album, um, and it's got a really interesting story about how the the singer from the band was um like he became almost blind for a period due to a detached retina and he was just like sitting in the house like everyone has been doing this past year just sitting in their house and he found comfort in listening to just like radio transmissions and he'd like recorded all these conversations from the radio and just like fragmented them adding in like the new words and lines making up like poems from from these uh, from these wee radio recordings wow that sounds crazy and it became like the source material for this this album and the opening track is like 25 minutes long of just like beautiful poetry and spoken word over this brick orchestral track and it's just blew my mind when i heard it so wow. yeah where's he where's he from oh um i can't actually remember where are they from hang on that's crazy. I, I think, mean, that I sounds, think again, like that kind of... They're from England. That's where they're from, yeah. <clears throat> having a track like that length and with that kind of um, complexity kind of demands your attention. And obviously, again, just having the time to... Because otherwise, I feel like normally I consume music in a way that's just almost like a filler, which is terrible. Like I just put music on when I'm on the bus or when I'm like, you know, when you're walking somewhere and it's not always your main focus, but sometimes it's nice to just, just becomes like, like wallpaper. That's that's a way yeah, to describe which it. Is, it just... Which is like heartbreaking, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's doing right, such yeah. a disservice in that, in, that, um, in that instance. Now it's nice to have the time to like pour yourself a glass of wine and just listen to an album. Like it's stunning. So thanks mm. for the recommendation, man. That sounds really yeah. interesting. The the other night I listened to the the whole uh, of Kids Cudi's two thousand nine Man on the Moon album. Oh, there's an album I haven't wow. heard in a long time. Oh, <laughs> like I don't know how old was I in two thousand nine. 
It was pretty little. I couldn't have been listening to Kid Cudi, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, I think you probably were. I was. I was listening to Kid Cudi back. In do you think? Do you think? Two thousand and nine. early teenage. So I would have been fourteen. Ago. Yeah. So I would have been thirteen. Yeah. No, yeah. I uh, because he just brought out he brought out a new album quite recently, the third, the third part. Uh, yeah. I did actually listen to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> There was a there was a track on it with uh with an indie musician called Phoebe Bridgers who have who was like one of my favorite artists of last year so yeah I she's to great that one track she's really, she's cool. really good yeah. Um, what are you um, watching? Can, I, what can are you... I talk about? Can I talk about what I was watching last night? Yeah, it's like gonna... the first the first TV show that is actually like genuinely held my attention because TV shows just don't hold my attention anymore. But I was watching. Are you about to talk about Bridgerton? No. <laughs> really just got your attention and engaged you from the get go. I have really watched complex Bridgerton. piece. I was uh, I was watching uh, It's a Sin. Has anyone heard of it? That's... I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Russell T. Davis like exploring yeah. like nineteen eighties kind of like, Yeah, so it's like um, all about the, the AIDS pandemic in the eighties and it's such a uh, I mean, it's it's. I can tell it's going to get heartbreaking. Um, I'm only like halfway through it, but uh, it's just fantastic acting, fantastic screenplay. It's just just brilliant, and it's so like eye opening to what was what was going on as well. It's just, I mean, we're going through like a pandemic at the moment, but it's just how different like the situation was before the age of internet, when there was no way of just like finding out what was going on it was just rumors being passed around and very little yeah, research yeah. going on and it's just oh it's 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 just such an incredible show i really recommend it if yeah thanks man yeah no i need to um what's that on is that on bbc or is it channel it's 4? on channel four yeah you can view it online yeah yeah no, that's meant to be stunning i've heard quite a few few of my friends recommend it so um let's go on it <clears throat> what about you well, I was I was saying to you guys Bridgerton. earlier the Bridgerton, yeah, no, <laughs> I did actually watch Bridgerton. Uh, nobody is perfect. No, uh, Bridgerton was an easy watch. I'd say it's probably quite a good lockdown watch. Um, wow, I'm now plugging Bridgerton. I didn't. Uh, how did I get into this position? Um, Enjoy steampunk coffee watch while watching it. Bridgerton. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to a steampunk near you. Um, no, I watched uh, a Clockwork Orange for the first time ever. Mm. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it was quite an experience. It's a Stanley Kubrick film, so it has like really strong visuals and it's like very stylized, which is all like amazing. Um, but it was also quite graphic and was banned in the UK when it came out. And watching it, it's you know pretty apparent. You can see why, why yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I definitely, uh, I think if you're like if you're into film um, and you're over the age of eighteen. Uh, it's like it's worth a watch but it does kind of i feel like it it poses a lot of questions um like in a good way and possibly a bad way i don't know there was but no it was definitely insightful so mm. i enjoyed it but it is yeah it's like a hardcore hardcore watch it was based on a book wasn't it yes was it? yeah and i remember i picked up the book once thinking i was going to read it and i read the first page and it's written all in like a kind of not made up language but it's like a kind of alternative kind of dystopian Mm. world and all these words are different and stuff and that's like 
my attention span will not last with this book. <laughs> it's like how you imagine like a non-Scottish person trying to read uh, Train Spotting for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes like double the time to read a page because you're just trying to work out the the dialect. The sounds phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Pete, have you watched anything good recently? Oh, I binged The Outer Banks. I've uh, heard of that one. What is it about? What is it? Uh, it's about these like uh, teenagers uh, who like they find treasure, uh, but there's like adults that are after the treasure too, um, and there's all this drama and romance and. Pete, what's the uh, what would you say the target audience for this is? Target audience, I'd probably say like between like the same, uh, I don't know, um, maybe between ten to fourteen. Nice. So like, is it like Stranger Things? Maybe where are we sitting with this? Oh no, Stranger Things is I'm I'm a big Stranger Things fanboy. Um, It's not it's not anything up there as Stranger Things, but it's. it's a good show. I mean, it was cringy. Uh, it was like, because, I mean, there's not been any kind of first lockdown. It was all about Tiger King, you know. Mm. Um, and because we're waiting for Tiger King 2, I feel like there's nothing really <laughs> that's come out on Netflix. But there's stuff coming out. What about Bridgerton? I watched the first episode and I was like, that's just me. I couldn't get into it. It's a bit too raunchy for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, like, I like keeping things PG, hence Outer Banks. Um, yeah, I think stay, stay clear of a clockwork orange as well. <laughs> uh, but um, no, it was... Uh, what was the thing? Someone was saying that there's a Tom Hanks movie coming out the 10th of February um, I think coming out on I can't remember if it's Netflix or Amazon but um, it's like a western nice uh, sounds, sounds, sounds interesting it's got good good reviews um, so that's something to look forward to Ooh, do you know I watched I watched a really good film on Netflix that's just come back to me it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and it's What's about it called? Sorry, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh right, okay. I haven't yeah, heard of it. Like, no. like, yeah, it's uh, based on a play that was written in the eighties, and it's based around this kind of blues singer, real, real woman, Ma Rainey, um, in like I think the thirties. But it's incredible. It's got Chadwick Boseman in it, and it's like his last film, and it's just, I mean, it's just gorgeous. He's like incredible in it and it's just a film that you can kind of revel in like it's only an hour and a half but I just sat there and then it ended and I was like I'm not ready for this to end I want more like it was lovely so that's one that's a a good good watch good writing good acting really simple visuals I was like here for it sounds good yeah I'll add that to the list of things to watch because honestly I can that's all I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Consume. <laughs> I've got uh, got one more book recommendation as well. Um, has anyone read um, Shuggy Bean yet at all? That um, no, but we've got it here. Sophie's been rip, rip, ripping through it, so uh, I'm next on the list. Yeah, I yeah, you should look forward to it. I won't spoil too much of the details, but it's just a it's just a really gorgeous story about I don't know. It's about the 
I suppose it's about like the kind of resilience of the working class and a kind of post Thatcher kind of Glasgow. Like all the mines are shutting and everything's a bit hopeless and but no it's it's a really it's from this really, boy's perspective isn't it initially it's from the boy's perspective yeah, yeah. Growing up in, in, um, in the 80s in glasgow yeah but it's um i always loved like books which are like located in a place which you are familiar with yourself because there's like a scene where like the boy's father is like driving a taxi around glasgow in like you know a really bleak rainy night and i could just like visualize it as he's like talking about all the locations he's driving past and oh it was i really loved it yeah oh, stunning i'm glad you enjoyed it because i was i was uncertain the like the author's american scottish and i just mm-hmm. wasn't sure whether it was maybe tapping into like the kind of um like the what am i trying to say the reputation glasgow has had and maybe mm. internationally still has and maybe was tapping into that you know for dramatic effect but it's good that you know i think it's pretty it's pretty accurate feel. for the 80s in in yeah. glasgow yeah i mean when it genuinely was one of the most unsafe cities in in europe or whatever but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. pete have you have you had any um been doing any reading recently uh well something that i was given at christmas which i think there's a running theme here it's a picture book really um but uh it's the it's the boy the mole the fox and the horse um and uh it's really beautifully illustrated by charlie mckessie i think that's how you pronounce his Mm -hmm. surname um and it's just a really lovely lovely beautiful book Um, he was on um i can't remember what he was on it might have been like the one show or something like that. Uh, there was like a wee piece about him, um, basically about how productive he'd been during lockdown. He was just basically doing several illustrations every day for the entirety of last year. Just, I've, it's amazing watching him like do his illustrations because it's just yeah, it looks like an like, absolute mess. <laughs> how does that come out of someone's hands? Just those, those yeah, magic kind of scrawly lines, which actually are quite beautiful. I like kind of, I mean, some of the pages, uh, I mean, really, it's a piece of art, you know, but some of the pages, obviously, he's left um, his coffee cup on, um, Mm. and he's kind of built that into the picture, or I think one of the pages, his dogs walked over them and things, but he, he just works it into, works it into the, the image. Um, so is it a series of of images, or is there? What's it's the kind it's of images and words. Uh, so uh, it's a story throughout the whole book, um, which is just made, with illustration. Yeah, exactly. And then completely different on the spectrum. I'm reading uh, Phil Jackson's autobiography, who is the uh, coach of the. Uh, Chicago Bulls when uh, they were doing very well. It's all about um, his approach to coaching and kind of he's a really he's just an interesting guy about his leadership style and he used to uh, Im- implement lots of uh, like Native American cultural things into his coaching techniques and stuff. So. Um, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. 
Well, thanks for those um, recommendations, guys. I need to need to get some more books going. Um, and the, the, the I've got the opposite the problem. I've I've got too many books stunning. going. That's. <laughs> oh, I mean, nah, I've just I've just finished. I was reading Patty Smith's book, which oh, I like dragged just out kids. for the longest time. Yeah, because I was, was not it. ready to let go. Uh, yeah, I could I read that book it. in a day, honestly. I've, I've I have read that book in a day. Oh, just it's just so. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so I've I was like literally dragging that out and savoring it, but now I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Um, and it's getting straight on my list. So is it like a funny Thank book? You. No, it's an no, old. Just... Well, it's a love story, really. I mean, it's it's just one yeah, of my favorite yeah. stories of. Patty Smith's obviously a kind and... of punk punk poet slash uh, musician rock and roller artist everything anyway so she writes really well and then she was in a relationship with this photographer and they just kind of talk about their like well again photographer slash visual artist slash you know true pure creative and they talk about their um like their time together and living in new york living and... in new york in like the late 60s and early 70s and it's just just an absolute treat on every level. I think anyone with any creative flair needs to read it because it's just, it's just such, and without a creative flair, honestly, it's just, <laughs> that sounds, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just a beautiful, beautiful um, story. Yeah. yeah. Story, <clears throat> true story that's so full of humanity. Anyway, right there. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, I hope. Uh... I hope everyone's enjoyed this first podcast back of uh, 2021. Really enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, it's been it's been really nice just kind of seeing your faces and stuff because obviously we're not <laughs> we don't see each other on the daily anymore. So it's nice to just see you guys. Yeah. And I miss um, you all. I miss all our regulars, all our customers as well. Yeah, and as as said at the beginning, thank you for the ongoing support. We've actually got a uh, little Zoom event coming up on the 6th of February, which is uh, it's going to be like a Valentine's Day brunch. Oh, no, no, no. The, it's, the cutoff is on Saturday the 6th. Okay. Sorry. So the cutoff, uh, we've got this Valentine's Day event happening on Valentine's Day where you'll get like a little coffee and some chocolate and there's a little Zoom call as well. We're always going to have a big chat about the coffees that are sent out. Um, and some of us are going to be there as well just to have a little natter and check in on everyone. Yeah, so um, if, if that's something that you're interested in, uh, as Toby said, the cutoff for that is on the 6th of February. The actual event itself will be happening on the 14th of February. Uh, it's just a little cupping session and uh, yeah as we say all the information about it, it's on the website and on our website you can access all the information about our coffees and kits etc etc and also obviously the Instagram is I mean Kath uh, she, she puts a lot of effort in her Instagram we're going to try and do a lot of a lot more a lot more things on uh that profile so you can you can always follow that too uh but thanks for listening yeah thank you very much for listening thanks guys thank you cameron for uh, your audio magic yeah oh, thanks. thank you for your your no sultry tones and uh thanks everyone for listening and take care right, take care stay there. safe <laughs>